Welcome to Sports with a Cuppa. I'm Jonathan. Cheers. <sighs> Sipping on Willie's Remedy today. Alright, this edition, we're going to be talking Spurs basketball. We are halfway through the season, at 41 games with 13 and 28. Not a brilliantly great record, but probably better than expected coming into it. Um, me, for sure, looking at the schedule at the beginning of the season, only saw a handful of games where the, you could consider the Spurs the favorite. But I think, as I said before the season, they were going to be more competitive, especially in certain games, certain matchups, than we thought, and they have been. Some decent wins under their belt, like Utah, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Philly, Minnesota. Uh, it's almost all their wins right there. But again, the season's not about wins and losses. It's about growth and opportunities. And we have, halfway through the season, we've seen some good things. Keldon has been up and down offensively, but has started to kind of settle in, not relying on the three-point shot as much as he was early on. Uh, still has a li little figure out in the mid-range, but overall has been having a really solid season. Devin, I said it before, I've said it throughout the season, just has to maintain aggression and assertiveness on the offensive end. But overall, has done really well. Unfortunately, has gone under the knife for some arthroscopic surgery on his knee, figure out what the hell's wrong, keep, him, keep having him miss games with soreness. So hopefully in a few weeks, he'll be able to go without missing any more time. The rookies... Starting to come into their own. Starting, I wouldn't say coming into their own. Probably wrong choice, but getting more comfortable and figuring out how to adjust to the NBA game. Jeremy, of course, early on and so far, we've seen the versatility, the energy, the effort, the quirkiness with I don't know pinching Stephen Adams, and he's done some other things. I can't remember against who, but. It's a little weird, but it's a good weird. But the biggest thing is the one-hand free throws. I mean, it's been like, what, 30% jump in free throw percentage when when you switch to the one-handed. Um, That's great, but it's the three-point shooting we want to see the, the benefits. Unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen until next season. That, that kind of change has to take place with a off-season dedicated to three-point shooting. The good news is we know that at some point the mechanics will be there, the muscle memory will be there, and he should end up being a pretty decent three-point shooter. I don't know if he'll make the kind of jump that like Keldon did, jumping up to, into the 40% range, but you know, 33, 35% is not unrealistic so you know will we see we'll, we'll see some good games and some bad games um, you know he might have a game where he hits four goes four for four and then he's gonna have some games where he goes over four but overall I have really liked what I've seen from him thus far Malachi still don't love the flat 
shot, but when it's rolling, it's rolling. And when he's comfortable and confident, you know, he hits shots. What I really like is he's shown to be a pretty reliable ball handler. Um, turns the ball over a little bit, but it's usually him trying to make a pass that maybe in college would have been there, but in the NBA, it's not there. Wraparound passes and things like that. But I love that he's a scoring threat at all three levels, gets to the basket, has a mid-range game. You know, Sean Elliott keeps comparing him to like Jamal Crawford, Steve Smith. I think he's more like Chris Middleton with the shot selections. Either way, he's getting more comfortable and confident, and we're reaping the benefits. And he still has a lot of potential to be even better. Blake, see what happens when he finally gets to play. <laughs> I mean, there's really not much else I can say. I mean, he's had some good moments in Austin. Uh, I think we're just waiting for the trade season to take place and see what opportunities open up for him if some guys that are ahead of him in the rotation are no longer here. We'll see. Uh, Trey Jones. I think Trey Jones is probably the bigger, less talked about story. He's definitely established himself as a starting point guard. There's, there's no other option on the team. But he's really solidified himself. I still think last year he should have gone to Austin for half the season just to shoot threes. Then he'd be a little farther along in his progression there if he had done that. But it is what it is. He's doing really well. He's had some really nice games. You can tell the offense is just more stable when he's out there. He still has a bad turnover here and there. But that comes with experience. But now the question is, is he the starting point guard going forward? And that's a tough question because of the draft. If we fall to number two, that's Scoot Henderson. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's Scoot Henderson. And Scoot is going to be the number one starter day one. There's really little debate about that. So if the Spurs end up with the number two pick and take Scoot, what do you do with Trey, whose contract's up at the end of the year? It's it's tough. Now, granted, there really aren't any starting jobs available out there. And whether or not you consider Trey an upgrade over someone's current starting point guard, that's debatable. You can make an argument. So do you pay him starter money and then draft Scoot? I don't know. I really don't know about that. Is he willing to take a backup role? Again, I don't know. So, am I against paying Trey? No. Is there? Is it questionable if we get Scoot? Yes. If the Spurs fall out of the top two, then it's anybody's guess. I mean, there's good point guards available. None are really upgrades over Trey. 
So I think one way or another, Trey probably gets paid by us this year or in the offseason. We'll just see if he's a starter or a backup, depending on where we fall in the draft. But other than that, I mean, it has, a fan from the fans' perspective, it has been a pretty rough season. There's been multiple games that are relatively unwatchable. You can't really learn much from them. You know, Toronto, Golden State, you know, just game blown out by 30, 40 points. There's just not a lot you can learn from it. Even the coaches burn the film, you know. But overall, it's been better than probably what it could have been. Especially if they had really gone the tanking route. Which, again, there's almost no point to trying to tank because how are you going to out-tank teams that have been doing it for years? Houston, Detroit, now Charlotte's in the mix. Um, it's going to be tough to get into the top two. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but you're not going to outdo Houston, especially when you beat Houston every time you play them. And then Detroit has already... I mean, we killed Detroit last week. They are resting Cunningham all year. So... It's going to be hard to beat out those teams. Now, we may not get the number one pick, but it doesn't put us out of the realm of possibility for number two. So we'll see how the rest of the season goes. But I think guys have stepped up. I mean, Romeo Lankford, who saw that coming? So he's been taking advantage of the opportunities. And I got to tell you, if he beats his man around the corner, and is able to turn the corner on his man, there's a high likelihood he's going to finish at the rim. He's got a nice touch around the rim. Wish he was a little bit better of a shooter, but he's very capable, and he's explosive. I'd like to see Roby get a little more playing time. I thought it made sense to have him as Jeremy's full-time backup at the stretch four, but I also understand that there are guys ahead of him that are going to garner more playing time, whether it's seniority or salary. So, and um, let's see what the roster looks like in a month, and then we'll have a better idea of what the rotation is going to be. But as far as trades, again, I think Jakub's going to be the number one guy talked about. I think he will get moved. And I, I mean, I just recently was having this conversation. They play pretty well without him, too. You know, look at the Boston game. Didn't have him. Now, can you make the argument we could have used him in boxing out Robert Williams? Yeah, here and there. Maybe you could probably make that argument, but it's really the weak side that wasn't boxing him out. So whether Jakob would have made a difference, who knows. Uh, Memphis. We really, the lineup that really got us in the game didn't have Jakob in it. But now I wonder what's Jakob's value now. Can we still get a deal like what Charlotte off reportedly offered last year at the deadline? PJ Washington, Kai Jones, first rounder. I don't know. I would still love a deal like that, but that's I'm biased because I love Kai Jones. Yeah, but like most people, I play around the trade machine, and uh, I was looking at something with New York and Toronto, kind of everybody kind of getting who they want out of the deal but yeah I'm going to talk about it in another episode but it's 
I don't I don't know if OG is going to be traded. I I think the asking price is going to be too high. But if we could somehow get Jericho Sims from New York, I'm all for that. Um, I think Doug McDermott has value for contenders as a three-point shooter. Josh Richardson obviously has value. I, but I still maintain that Josh Richardson's on the list of guys they've wanted, and I just don't think he's going to get traded. I really don't. He's got the value. He's got an expiring contract, but he provides leadership. He provides offense and defense, and he's someone that they've tried to get before. So I don't know. In my opinion, he's in, he's in abstain. I think Jakob and Doug make the most sense. But we'll see. We have less than a month. We'll see who's here after the deadline. But that yeah, that wrap it up quick. Spurs recap first half ish. I think we're we're in the right direction. We're still going to end up with a top pick. We'll probably get some more assets here in a few weeks. And hopefully guys can just stay healthy and continue to grow. That's the main thing. But yeah, that will wrap this up. Appreciate you listening. Follow the show on Twitter, Swack Official Podcast. And we'll see you next time.